your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. Hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. And if you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. And today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. All right, joining me, we got Nathan Cantor joining us once again here on the Locked On Leafs podcast. And so um, Rod Brindamore got named the NHL Coach of the Year for the Carolina Hurricanes. I think this is a well-deserved award for for Rod the Bod, um, a absolute fantastic coach. What he was able to get the Carolina Hurricanes to do this year, um, winning the division was was huge, right? I think Carolina and Rod definitely deserved this award. But um, what was sent out here was actually the breakdown of the different guys who were given uh, nominations. So, Nathan, you brought up to me that you felt that it was interesting that Jeremy Colleton and Barry Trotz earned the same amount of points because they both each received just one third place vote why does that bother you (laughs) uh before i get into why it bothers me and it should bother everyone is i do have to give credit to it was greg wasinski with espn who pointed this hilarity out and it is hilarious it's sad um come on barry trotz it i thought i thought the i thought he does get respected i had thought he is an amazing coach what he's done with the New York Islanders. He deserves way more, way more credit in my opinion than GM Lou Lamorello. And for him to get just one third place vote is one thing because the Islanders had a fantastic season, but for the Chicago Blackhawks head coach, Jeremy Colleton, what did he do to deserve a vote? I know it's one. (laughs) So there's the bigger problem is not enough love, not nearly enough love for Barry Trotz, not even close one vote is a joke. One third place vote. Are you kidding me? That is the ma- the major issue is where's the love for someone like Barry Trotz, where DJ Smith of the Ottawa Senators gets more votes than Barry Trotz. That's pathetic. That is the biggest issue. But on the side, who's voting for Jeremy Collins? It's one person, which <laughs> is why it's a small it, issue. It's probably like Mark Lazarus in, in Chicago who voted for him <laughs> and or somebody who just like stopped watching hockey midway through the season. Because right? I mean, if you recall, like at the midway point in the year, like Jeremy Colton was definitely up there when it came to like coach of the year nominees because Chicago was like batting way above uh, their average. Like you had Kane and DeBrinket going absolutely bananas. Kevin Lankinen came in and was looking like an elite all star level goaltender. And then it really all fell apart, you know, in, in the second half. And like, I, I, I'm assuming that 
the whoever voted just stopped watching hockey, stopped after it fell off a cliff, and they didn't realize that it had fallen off a cliff because if you watch the entire year and you saw the product that the Chicago Blackhawks are putting out on the ice in the last, I don't know, seven, eight weeks of the season, there's no no way that Jeremy Carlton should have yeah. got a third-place vote. Like, we're not even talking about that they had, like, ten votes, and you, you, you go ahead and you give, like, the ten guys you think deserve, you know, respect. Somebody said that Jeremy Carlton was the third best coach in the NHL this year. That is what that represented, and that is just lunacy, absolute lunacy. We should admit that the the other guys um, who were nominated in, like, the top three, so Dean Evanson of the Minnesota Wild uh, comes in second place, and then Joel Quenville of the Florida Panthers comes in third. I don't. Ha- I didn't have an issue with any three of these guys getting the nomination, um, but I think what we all realize about this award is it's not necessarily like who is the best coach. It's it's which coach gets his team to overperform best, right? Yeah. So like Minnesota, although I had like expectations in Minnesota, I thought they were a pretty good team and, and would make the playoffs. There weren't too many people that were in that boat. So the fact that Dean Evison got this team into the playoffs and took Vegas to a game seven, I mean, not that that mattered because it's a regular season award, but the fact that he got them to the playoffs and had a really strong ending to the year, I thought it made a lot of sense that he was in, you know, included in here, along with Joel Quenville. Who saw that coming out of Florida? If anything, I thought Quenville would be more uh, likely to, to come in second for myself than a guy like Evanson. But, you know, again, this award is basically just like who surprised us most. And it's... It's easy to know that that's the case because you look at some guys around the NHL, like John Cooper didn't get a single vote, right? But John Cooper is the coach of the Stanley Cup winning team last year. A guy like Sheldon Keefe didn't get a single first place vote, but they won the division this year and took a big step. Peter DeBoer, you know, he was amazing. Jared Bednar, did they not win the President's Trophy, the Colorado Avalanche? They did. And, and, and it's, it's sorry, this bugs me. Like, it really does. <laughs> Why is and it and it's not just because Bednar didn't get it, but like, it, it's not the award for who does better than we think they will do. But it is. Like, but it is. As much as I, you I, you hate and it, it shouldn't be though. <laughs> yeah. It really shouldn't be. And just quickly here, I mean, this year I had less of a problem with it than we've seen in years past because at the end of the day, the top three guys, those nominees, Brenda Moore from Carolina, Everson from Minnesota, and Quenville from Florida all three of those teams did do very well. Like, it's not like, um, it's not like they overachieved and were, you know, just squeaking into the playoffs. It's not like people thought they were done. And then this team, you know, just got in like Carolina was the third, they were two points behind the ass. So, okay. That's Florida three points behind the top, the president's trophy winners. So you're right there with them. Minnesota, a little less. So seven points back, you're the ninth, uh, tied for the eighth most points in the league. But again, I don't have a problem with you because I think a lot of people never saw it, never thought Minnesota would make the playoffs. Like not, even though they were in a weak division, yeah, maybe they would squeak in, I guess. But I think a lot of people had written the wild off. Um, so in this scenario, it's not that bad because Carolina and Florida really did in the end still do super well. But I don't know how those three teams you mentioned, Tampa, John Cooper with Tampa, Peter DeBoer with Vegas and Jared Bednar with the Avalanche. We're talking the two top teams in the regular season and then Tampa right there. And they didn't have Kucherov all season. How 
those three coaches combined, all three of them, for 14, I don't know how many it's out of, but hundreds, right? How, how, how many people vote on this? Probably a, a hundred or so? Yeah, probably about that, I think. So those three well, coaches. Well, count it, 61 who, plus 37 plus 17. Whatever that equates too, to. Too many numbers. <laughs> <laughs> too many numbers. Somewhere around 100. Probably a little more than 100. Um, so you're talking, I think those are the three best teams in the NHL on paper. And, and that's the problem. That's where they, they don't get as much love. But they combine for 14 first place votes out of over 100. Like Tampa, Vegas, Colorado, all had amazing regular seasons. This is a regular season award. I think and, so. here's the argument against that, though. Like why the Jack Adams is more so for the team that punches above their weight. So a team, a, a guy like Jared Bednar, a fantastic coach. I'm not throwing shade. Peter DeBoer, John, these are amazing coaches. Definitely some of the best in the league. But if you have unreal talent, they're going to perform no matter what. Like, Odds are I could be on the bench of the Colorado Avalanche and they're still going to win a heck of a lot of hockey games, right? Whereas a guy like Joel Quenville, like I don't think that Florida roster would have been able to do what they did if it was anybody else behind the bench because that roster, to me, that roster got worse, but somehow as a team they got better and I can't help that feel like that is just like a philosophical change that came to the organization through bringing in a guy like Joel Quenville and him implementing those type of systems. Barry Trotz, same thing, right? Like that Islanders team, although they're sitting here in the final four right now, no one expected that team to be any good. Like what even like when Tavares left that team a few years ago, they everyone thought that the Islanders were done. All right, time to pack it in, time to trade everybody out. Let's try and uh, rebuild this thing. Instead, they go, they get Barry Trotz, and now this is back-to-back years that they're sitting in the in the final four. Right? Like I think when it comes to getting like the Jack Adams award, I understand why it's like the team that does uh the coach for the teams that do better than expected because it seems like it it's more of how they're coaching their team to perform better and that is why they should be uh recognized as a good coach like you, you understand that argument right I do but then why did Barry Trotz get one third place yeah, vote that, that one's off <laughs> well cuz I think he got the respect last year Right. Oh boy. So because it, he got that respect last year, it's like okay, we already voted for him a year ago. Now we got to vote for the new guys. You know, Dean Evanson, brand new guy to Minnesota. He turned him around in one year. Same with Joel Quenville. He turned this team around, turned him into a playoff juggernaut. Took Tampa, you know, to the brink and 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 you know, like turned him into a solid squad. So not that the playoffs again factor into these voting because it does not. I'm aware of that, but I'm just saying they built good teams and, and and it's not necessarily that they went out and got the best players because they don't have, you know, the McKinnons and Landeskog and Rantanen and Kale McCarr. Like Florida doesn't really have much of that. They got Barkov and Huberto, but then they just got like a bunch of guys, like somebody like Carter Verhage, who Quenville just kind of saw something in him and brought him in on a cheap like one year prove it deal. And he turned out to be fantastic. You know, had a yeah, career year. Yeah. And it's like Joel Quenville giving, making the decisions that he made 
is why he ended up having that season, giving him that opportunity, seeing that, having the IQ to put him in positions to succeed. Other, you know, a bunch of other guys. Nolachari had a good season this year, you know, and so many more players. I mean, look, Mackenzie Weger had an unreal year as a defenseman. Like, he's not a household name, but Mackenzie Weger is kind of that. Now when we talk about underrated players, I think Mackenzie Weger is quickly in the next couple of years going to be in that conversation where people talk about underrated players. I think Weger is going to start to be there. And he took a massive leap forward this year. And I think Joel Quenville has something to do with that. Yep, for sure. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for your auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, price at Rock Auto are always reliably low and the same for the professionals as the do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com and see all the parts available for your car or your truck and write Locked On on their How'd You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com. One thing I want to add, though, I'm just seeing another name that's not there at all. Not to say he deserves top five, but not a single vote. Paul Maurice did a pretty damn good job with Winnipeg, did he not? Uh, uh, I'm not surprised. Well, if you're talking about that, like doing more than with what you have, then you probably should be able to do. No, Winnipeg, like their their defense is. I mean, they finished third in the division. They didn't really do that great. If they if they're playing in any other division, I'm pretty sure they would have missed yeah, out on the playoffs. It was a weak division, that is true. Which is why the Islanders just bugs me. Toughest division in the league. Yeah. Well, and let's they, let's let oh. using Paul Maurice for example. Would you vote for Paul Maurice over Rod Brindamore? See, no, but I hold wouldn't on, hold on. Vote. Let's go down the list. Let's go down the list. Okay. Would you vote no. Rod Brindamore? No. Would you vote for him over Dean Evison? No, because many many did very well. Joel Quenville. No. <laughs> okay, so you can only give three names, and I just named the first three on the list, and you wouldn't vote for him over Paul Maurice. So I'm not that surprised that he wasn't there. Like we can keep going. Jared Bednar. I know you're already now, know for so, that. So well, here's the thing, though. Then how did any of those guys get on the list? How did John Hines, DJ Smith, David Quinn, Dave Tippett, Jeremy Colleton, like? It, it astounds me that any of them would be in anyone's top three. Do you want over... to know why? Do you want to know why? You what? are aware of who these who votes for these awards, correct? Yeah, but like, take you shouldn't get a vote if you're that biased. But it happens every year. Like, why you shouldn't be surprised by this? What I am surprised is that DJ Smith got a second place vote and a third place vote, along with John Hines. Like John Hines getting a second place and a third place. So there's two people that felt that John yeah. Hines. Went. That one does surprise me a little bit. Like DJ well, Smith. Well, you could have multiple beat writers in the same city, though, right? I doubt the Nashville Predators have two. Um, well, we're BWA talking what, 100, voters. over 100 votes, and there's only 31 mm, teams. Uh, I mean, maybe. I guess, yeah, that's possible. But, like, I don't know. I still, I, you're not going to, I'm not going to argue with you that some of the names that got voted are atrocious. Like, the fact that Jeremy Colleton showed up here is is 
dumb. David Quinn got fired. Yeah. And his team to make the playoffs. What the hell is he doing with a second place vote? <laughs> like what? He got it, fired. This is, this is pathetic. Like it's it's pathetic. It, it, like take it, away it, their vote. Voting voting for these awards sometimes is is dumb. Like it really is. And I'm trying to think about who got somebody got a fifth place because when it comes to the players, they do like uh, a top five. So you give five players on your ballot and then they'll show you, you know, like, uh, oh, if you got uh, a fifth place vote, it's worth one point, fourth place worth two, and then, you know, three, four, five points for a first place vote. I can't remember who it was, but it was like legitimately like a fifth or sixth defenseman for some small market team that got like a fifth place Norris vote last year. And I remember it being like a big deal. I can't remember the player for the name of me, but like, I remember that brought up the conversation about how you should have to make these ballots public. And it's not, you don't have to make them public if you don't want to. Like a lot of these writers nowadays do make them public and they'll say, yep, here's my ballot. Like once it all ends up coming out, uh, once all the awards are given up, like, oh, here's what I voted for for this, here's what I voted for for that, blah, blah, blah. Basically, whoever got it right, they're sitting there trying to flex. Yeah, this is who I voted for, yada, 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 I'm awesome. But you never see the guy who votes for Jeremy Colleton or David yeah. Quinn put their list out, and they should <laughs> have to to hold them accountable because it's just idiotic that a guy like David Quinn and Jeremy Colleton get votes. Yep. A second-place vote? What makes you think that David Quinn well, of the New York what? Rangers... What? Because to me, they, they were one of the most uh, one of the most disappointing teams to me. Second place for most disappointing award, maybe. that <laughs> I, would, I legitimately would understand that even more for David Quinn than I would for second-best coach for Jack Adams. It, it's, it's just absolute lunacy. Yeah, I, I just wanted to point out, Twitter's usually pretty good at you know, figuring it out, figuring it out. Yeah, I, I think they're gonna get skewered. Well, We're like gonna find I, out who it was. Like I said, Jeremy Colton. Like, I mean, Mark Lazarus is, I think, the only like Chicago beat writer that I can remember that Lazarus I can remember off the top. Smart of my, guy. I know he was just the only guy I could think about off the top of my head. But you know, you know that there are people who are more plugged into Chicago, like those Blackhawks Twitter fans, that probably have a pretty good idea at what chump would have the balls to vote Jeremy Colleton as a top three guy. Like, I think that fans would figure it out, and it'll become public knowledge at some point. But I think they should they should be forced to. Like, if you're going to submit a ballot, you should also have to uh, give it out. Like, you, you should have to show who you voted for. Like, it's just part of it. It's like, yes, I submit my ballot, and I agree to allow it to be uh, displayed publicly once the bet, once the the results have been revealed, like you should have to. Yeah, didn't oh, what was it? Aren't some awards they did make that change, or am I imagining things? Perhaps I hope Where so. They did post the um, PA, this is a PHWA, right? Yeah. Um, because they did do it last year, but it was only for some awards. So I wonder if. I remember seeing where you could actually look at who they who they submitted, um, which is obviously yeah, it needs to happen. Like it's straight up, twenty twenty Conn Smythe NHL awards and All Star teams. Um, I should point out since this is the Locked On Lease podcast that Sheldon Keith <laughs> did come in sixth in uh, in voting. 
So he had six second-place votes and nine third-place votes. Um, yeah, for like, yeah, yes, yes. I could understand some third-place votes because, uh, I mean, they did win the division, and when yeah, this team the, was healthy, they were rolling, they were doing well. Like, there was a point in this at – there was at least one point in this season where I thought to myself, Sheldon Keefe could legitimately be a, a Jack Adams candidate. Like, there were a couple moments in this year where I said that to myself. Or I, I said this on the pod that I think that it's very possible that Keefe could be a Jack Adams nominee. So it doesn't surprise me, actually, that he got uh, a, a decent amount of love here and ended up in sixth place with 27 points. Yeah, I mean... I think there's at least six other better options, but I, I do get it because, I mean, in the end, they had one heck of a season. Like, they really did. In the regular season, they were – well, they, they were five points behind the President's Trophy winners. Yeah. Like, that. that's damn good. Yeah. That's really strong. Won the division. And yeah, won their division. I mean, a weak division, but they won the division. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I can, I guess, see that. I, I just definitely don't agree with it. Like it's one of the less surprising for sure compared to the other ones. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action. The NHL playoffs are in full swing, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on your sports needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action, and more. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign in today. Use a promo code locked on and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code locked on for 50% off your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I'm just looking up here. So people did have to reveal their choices for player awards, as you mentioned, where you vote for five guys for things like the Norris, uh, yeah. the Hart Trophy. So there's, I don't think there's names here or voting and uh, I think, for the Jack Adams, but there's some weird votes. Was that new this year, that, that, like, that came into effect this year? I think it was last. So this is last year, and I think it was the first year where they had to, everyone's votes were made public. Okay. Um, so there's 170 here who voted for the Norris, and I know there were some weird, weird ones um, on here. I'm trying to see what the weirdest names. Uh, here, just reading quickly. Uh, what are you looking? What are you reading? <laughs> I'm looking for the weirdest fifth place votes because it 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 happened oh, from last year. Those yeah, those guys get skewered. So go to like who has one point. There should like there should be there's well, no, like a no. list. So it's not points. It's everyone's five choices. Oh, it's by, okay. It's by the writer, and so yeah. I'm just trying to you know slay a lot of slave in here for fifth place. Hey man, he's a, a heck heck of a player. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Um, Petrangelo. Okay. I feel like one of oh, my at the beginning Tony of the D'Angelo. year. Who? Tony D'Angelo's kind of bad. Well, no? he had like a. 50-point season last year. Yeah. 
I don't think it's it's not a it's not uh, Jeremy Colleton or David Quinn level egregious. No, it's not. <laughs> Nothing. No, I'm sorry. That's so bad. What what is worse? That what is, is worse for you, awful. David Quinn with a second place vote or Jeremy Colleton with a third place vote, or John Hines with a second and a third place vote? Uh well, at least Nashville made the playoffs, so. Or the fact that Jer- Barry Trotz only has one third place vote. Yeah, sorry that that <laughs> wins. Like that that is by far the worst. That is atrocious, especially as we talked about doing doing more than expected with what you have. He's the epitome of that. Like he yep. should be so much higher based on what I'm complaining about, which is how people typically vote for this award. It's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah, I fill? Did I fill? Did I fill enough time for you to figure out who, uh, which writer had? The, no, the I, I, I lost. There's a lot of names there, and and it's more difficult. It's funny, defenseman like the Calder is a lot more tricky as we've talked about. How do you define a defenseman, right? Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of different names there, but you could make cases for it. Like I saw Spurgeon. Um, uh, and then you see guys like D'Angelo Slavin, there was Doughty, there was Patrick, there's so many different guys and you can make a lot of arguments for, you know, any one of those guys who had a good year. Okay. Fifth. Also, we're talking fifth, not top three. So it's a, it's a, it's, that's a lot more subjective. Whereas this, not to say it isn't subjective, it definitely is, but we can all agree there are some absolutely whack and bonkers crazy out to lunch people when it comes to the jack adams yeah and i, and I want i want to know who i want to know <laughs> it's just these guys it's the one guy who voted for colleton uh the one person who voted for quinn the two people i think who voted for dj smith and well but dj um, smith like uh, that team took a big step forward this year you can't say they didn't you right? can't but that's you're voting for a top three coach in the right. National Hockey League. But look at that roster. Like what but he what was able they, to but get. what did they do? It, they were competitive. But they were literally five games below 500. I know. I know. They didn't get. But but it could have been a lot worse. I think is that like DJ Smith had that team playing at probably their ceiling. Which I don't think a lot of coaches would have been able to do that. But if you're talking about the best coach in the league, you're talking about a team, you got to be talking about a team that achieves, that does things and is at the top of the league. And you're going to vote for a guy whose team finished in 23rd place out of 31. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's the Jack (laughs) Adams is the best. We're talking the, the cream of the crop of the coaches in the league. And I get it. Yeah, he may have done really well. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm just saying we're talking about the best here. How do and your you, team finished in 23rd. How do you even quantify a good coach? Maybe that's how we should have started this podcast. Like, how do you quantify a good coach? Because you're sitting here saying that you should talk about the best, the best, the best. So who do you think is the best coach in the NHL? Well, yeah, it's a tough one because we're just fans. So we're not in on the, the post-game you know, and pregame and we're not on the bench. So um, obviously I think in general, the best coach is who gets the most out of his players. And now time out, time out, time out. Now, wouldn't you argue who gets the most out of his players is basically the same as a team that overachieves. 
No, because if you, let's say, okay, so question, counter question. <laughs> if the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are stacked, if they finish 20 points ahead of any other team, who wins Jack Adams? You mean like they did literally last year? Who won the who won the Jack Adams? <laughs> re- refresh my memory. <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't remember who won the Jack Adams, but I know that it. I don't think it was Cooper, wasn't it? You Benno? don't think it was? So that's my. I don't know. I I think. I think that changes things, right? I so will see. The, the question is, I think the best coach oh, is who Bruce, gets the most out of their players. Bruce but Cassidy. you have to have a you have a oh okay you have to have a certain bar for success, and the Sens don't pass that test. Right, because okay, he may have gotten a lot out of his players, but to what end? Like, you have to get a lot out of your players and be a successful team. Like, you can't be a the best coach in the league, the best coach in the league, or let's say a top three coach in the league for a mediocre team. Like, like right. you got to be super successful. No, the team has you have to show the team has to have results, and Ottawa didn't. But if 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 you're getting more out of those guys than anyone expected because of, but then you're the relying on expectations, coaching. and tons of people have different expectations. Right, but I, like when we talk about like a guy like DJ Smith, for example, there were very low, like last place, low expectations on the Ottawa Senators going into the year. Right, for sure. I mean, they finished in what twentieth, twenty first in the league, twenty third. 23rd in the league? Are you sure? Yeah. yeah? Okay. Yeah, I got the standings here. Yeah. So they finished 23rd in the league and were super competitive in each and every game. They could have been higher than that, realistically. They, they could have won more games if they had a couple more didn't. bounces go their way. They didn't. You're right. They didn't. But like that's a, a level of him getting the best out of his players because if he didn't get the best out of his – I think 23 is probably like the best that they could have done. You know sure, what I mean? Like Whereas but- if if – a, a replacement level coach was there, perhaps they would have finished in last place. Didn't get the yeah, best out of their guys. The problem that I have is this is turning into they were competitive. Lots of teams are competitive. You can play hard and you could be a crappy coach with a crappy team, but you can play hard and be competitive and hard to play against. If you don't win, I, I, why I, does it matter? Oh, totally, totally. I'm I don't subscribe to DJ Smith getting it. I'm just saying he was one of those guys. I think like, but when you yeah. think about that argument, and, and that's why a guy like Quenville and Evanson ended up getting on the ballot because they fit that criteria a lot more. They they're both the A. They got the best yes. and the most Correct. out of their players, but they also did something right. Like they were successful. They won games and they made the playoffs. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm with you. That's why they got it, because they checked both boxes. And this all started because uh, I, I do still want to finish with the coaches that finished the top two teams in the league in the NHL. And I get it. They have really good teams on paper, and they may not have overachieved, but we still need to vote a little more towards given the top two teams in the league. Let's give those coaches a little more credit. Yeah, they got some better players, but... I'm just shocked that, you know, DeBoer was seventh, Bedner's fourth. I guess fourth isn't bad, but, and Cooper's eighth. It's just, we we got to take out this a little bit, take out the overachieving. Because if, if you coach a team to 82 points, like the only team in the league with 40 wins is Vegas. The only team to hit 40 wins. And he's not even in the top five. And I hate Vegas. 
I hate Peter DeBoer, but he's got to be a pretty good coach if you're going to win 40 out of 56 games. If Jeremy Colleton was coaching the Vegas Golden Knights, would you have an issue with his name being up there? Uh, if they had the exact same season? Yeah. No, because he must have done something right. Like that's a, you got to admit, forty wins out of fifty-six games. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's crazy. Pretty darn good. You're doing something right. I I know you. I think at one point you you made a joke. If you were on the bench, they would. I don't know. If I was on the bench, I don't think they're winning forty games. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, they're in a crap division where they had to play all the California teams and beat up on them. Yeah, but they also Colorado the two well. teams had to play each other eight times. That's Colorado true. and Vegas. Those are some pretty good teams. Those are some pretty good teams. But hey, Rod the Bod had to go up against Florida and Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Again, I've I, I should say, I don't think I've said this yet. I've no problem with Brenda Moore winning. No problem. I don't think anybody would. Like I yeah. think it was almost a foregone conclusion and very fitting because he got his extension today as well. Very fit. So got an extension, gets the, I wonder if they knew about it um, ahead of time or if he knew that he had won this award or or, or something like that. Because the fact that both of those news items were sent out on the same day, I just find to be like extremely uh, like coincidental. I, I think you're right. I think they knew ahead and they planned it. Yeah. Yeah. Not like, oh, not only is he our coach for the long haul, now he's also a uh, Jack Adams winner. Woo! Yep. Yeah. No, I I think you're on to something. Yeah. I think so as well. But, yeah, Sheldon Keefe, just, uh, I guess, quickly. Uh, for me, Keefe, I think he slotted pretty well correctly, in my opinion, when you look at that list. Yep. You know, I, like, I think I'm with you. Yeah, uh, he like deserves some recognition for you know they did well. They had a really good year. Um, smack in the middle, give him a few votes, but the, there's no way he should be in the top five. He's not, but he also shouldn't be getting one vote. He deserves a little more than that. I, I think that's bang on. Yeah. All right, uh, Nathan. That was. A lot longer of a conversation I thought we were going to have. That turned into an entire episode instead of a segment, which I intended that uh, intended on that being. But hey, say la vie is what it is. You know, when when you and I start talking hockey, we just go, and sometimes we uh, we get really into it with each other, and we try and convince each other of our roles a little too much. But hey, that's what podcasting is all about, right? No no time constraints. I love it. I love it. Um, all right. That's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. And follow Nathan at Nathan Cantor 11. Uh, I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Nathan, I believe, will be joining me on that episode, uh, the NHLPA uh, award or the NHL play, PA player polls came out, and I'm going to put that out uh, tomorrow. We chatted about it. We talked about who won uh, the awards and who the league voted for. So we're going to be doing that episode tomorrow. Probably going to break it up into two parts. So we'll do a little bit tomorrow and then uh, some more on Monday. Uh, but until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.